It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep her going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, hour number two, JT here in Las Vegas, streaming all over the globe on the Worldwide Raiders mobile app, which you can get from just downloading the app. Press the radio icon and catch the show. Thanks for coming back here. Hour number two is we're brought to you by our good friends at Virgin Hotels. Uh, Virgin's got one steakhouse where a lot of people, wink, wink, who work and are around the Raiders go to eat. It's the spot. If you want a steak, a great steak, an unbelievable experience, go to one steakhouse right there, right when you walk into Virgin. If you come off the Ruby Tower, you'll see it. J-O-D, John O'Donnell's at the bar, former bartender of the year, to guys like Vince Neal, George Clooney. All the legends know him. I know him. He's my friend, and we hang out there at the bar. Go get a great steak. Sit down. One steak right there in beautiful Virgin Hotels. We're going over the Raider roster today, and we're looking for some Raider fans who got the balls to criticize it. That's it. I mean, this is not a perfect roster by any means. It's a work in progress. And the Raiders have four undrafted free agents. They got rid of Alex Leatherwood, Kenyon Drake, Trayvon Mullen, and Demarcus Robinson. Four players that I had on my final 53, and most of the insiders did. The only ones who had Leatherwood gone had Leatherwood gone about a week ago. They weren't saying at the start of camp Alex Leatherwood wouldn't be moved to right guard, but they moved him because he couldn't play. At least now he can't play, and Josh McDaniels is all about competition. So I like that about him. I think he had a brilliant offseason. I mean, Josh McDaniels moving into that Taj Mahal, the Raiders Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. That comes from Bill Belichick, the Taj Mahal. He moved his family out here, young families he and Dave Ziegler have. A lot, of life, a lot of life moments here. And I think they put together a pretty good football team. And maybe, I don't know to be true, maybe they're on the verge of giving Darren Waller a new deal. As Waller's got a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus. They extended Max Crosby for an enormous amount, which he deserved. They extended Derek Carr, redid his deal. And they traded for Devontae Adams. And Chandler Jones. So that was a really big offseason. And I know a lot of Raider fans are happy about that because Raider fans don't want to use these draft picks, these number one draft picks, because they're paralyzed by the last three years. 2019, 2020, 2021, the Raiders' first-round picks, pretty much the majority of them were a disaster. So those are players who aren't on the roster or are barely hanging on. Barely hanging on like Clee Farrell. And we want Clee to do well. And Jonathan Abram, who didn't have his option picked up. Maybe that's going to be the best thing to happen to Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, and Clee. Is that they're playing for film to get a job somewhere else or blow everybody away here and get a new contract. I think that makes a lot of sense. Josh McDaniels had his press conference about two hours ago. Some of the highlights from it. First asked about the process of how he had to get this roster down to 53. Obviously... Um, long process to get here and uh, last um, you know a few days are uh, difficult days we understand that um, you know around the league we're not unique obviously um, and we appreciate the effort um, the competition the commitment um, that everybody that we've had in camp uh, that we've had all year long has shown us um, 
we had a great a great group of people here. Um, looking forward to getting a bunch of them back on the practice squad and continuing our process of developing uh, them as Raiders, um, which we're hopeful that that will uh, that will pan out the way we want it to here shortly. Um, but um, you know, it's always this is always one of those days, or you know, the last couple of days a little difficult. But I think our guys handled it great. Um, you know. Uh, and, and like I said, we're, uh, we got 53 guys now and it'll be a process. It's not, obviously it'll change many times between now and the end of the season. Um, and like I said, we're continuing to, to grind through this. So, um, looking forward to practicing today. This is a really important press conference. He gave you a lot of nuggets about the overall roster, still grinding, still putting it together. I listened to this in its entirety, man. And he, this was good. We cut up some of the highlights of this because it's really important. So let's get to Alex Leatherwood and the decision to be made. You know, Josh McDaniels isn't going to give you much on this one. They like Leatherwood. He's a good guy. He just wasn't good enough to make the roster. We've talked about competition since we, uh, since we came here in, in, in every position group um, and trying to give, you know, every player an opportunity to earn his, earn his job and to earn his role, whatever that role may be. You know, some are bigger than others. Um, and... You know, we felt like we did that. We gave everybody an opportunity uh, to go out there and, and play um, and and really perform, you know. And so there's a lot of tough decisions that you, you make across the roster, um, you know, and you hope you get them all right. Um, we're, we're not perfect at that. So uh, hopefully we did the best we could for our team and we tried to make the decisions that we thought would help us going forward. So um, wish Alex nothing but the best. He did everything he could here to, to try to – um, you know, uh, earn his role here. And, um, you know, well, like I said, wish him the best as he goes forward. They wish him the best. So what else are you going to do here? I mean, he wasn't going to go and dive deep into technique and his handwork and getting bull rushed and all that. We all know why Alex Leatherwood isn't here. Now the trade of Trayvon Mullen, which was a bit surprising to me because, you know, I think they don't have a lot of depth at the cornerback position. They had guys who competed for those jobs and won them fair and square. But Trayvon Mullen was traded to the Cardinals. Here's the head coach. Again, just, you know, trying to, you know, do what we think is the best for the team at the point at this point in time. And, um, you know, and we've had some guys that have shown up, you know, at that position, you know, and, and really done some good things. Sam was one of them, you know, and so. Um, you know, hard choices sometimes you have to make um, based on, you know, total numbers and what you're going to keep at a certain spot. But um, just felt like it was an opportunity for us to, to add something. Um, you know, he'll have a fresh start, you know, in Arizona. And, um, again, wish him the best of luck, too. So the fair question would be, the fair question would be, why is Sam Webb on the roster and not Trayvon Mullen? I think that's more than a fair question. And Dave Ziegler, I will ask him that next time I interview him. I think that's an important question. They, is it price? Is it the fact that, you know, we're talking about a guy in Sam Webb and when the undrafted guys are making the team here and Trayvon Mullins, a former second-round pick, and costs more and wasn't available? But did he get outplayed? Yeah, I mean, Webb was out there every day. Trayvon Mullen wasn't. So I was surprised by that. Again, there's nobody, I repeat, 0.000. Anyone in the Raider Nation, from an analyst to a fan, that thought that Trayvon Mullen would not be here and Sam Webb would? Nobody. So it happened. It's, it's, it's not shocking to me. It's about competition. That's what we're talking about here. So the team concept is what we've learned about Josh McDaniels before we get to my interviews with him every week during the season that we'll have exclusively here on Raider Nation Radio. 
I've been interviewing the coaches for decades on this team, and I know not to make the mistake to talk about individuals when Josh McDaniels cares about everyone equally on the team. I've really tried to stay away from that concept um, because I think it's our team. Um, You know, first of all, I I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for everybody that was here before and what they've done. Um, We've got a lot of great players that are here uh, that work really hard and um, great character, you know, and really do all the right things here that we didn't have anything to do with putting here. So um, I don't know that 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 really that's really not something on the the top of my head or the tip of my tongue. Uh, And I don't think Dave and I have talked about that at all. You know, we're obviously grateful for the players that are here. Um, You know, we had a lot of good ones here before we got here, and we've tried to improve the team if we could in any way that we could. So, um, you know, just I'm excited about the group that we have. Um, I know that and looking forward to continue to work with them. Another really important point. You see, he said he was, they had guys who were here. They were excited about the guys that were here, and then they think they improved the team. The, the most frequently asked question that I'm asked, other than how many games do I think the Raiders are going to win, is that, is this team better? And I honestly say, yeah, I think the team is better than the team that was on the field last year. But I'm concerned with the offensive line, and I'm concerned that there's four undrafted free agents because they don't have any experience. But they proved themselves to the coach, and that's more important than anything else. Prove yourself to the coach that you're ready to play. Now, the amount of players at each position is kind of unique here. Five safeties, I expected four. Uh, defensive lineman at 11, I'm fine with. Offensive lineman, eight. I think they need to get that number to nine. And then the big question about running backs. How do you have six running backs, five running backs, and a fullback? Josh McDaniels was asked about that. I don't think we go in with a predetermined number. Um... Sometimes um, really what you try to do is keep the best guys that you can on the roster that have earned it, you know. So sometimes it's five running backs, sometimes it might be four. Um, and that number might change as we go through the year, as, as you are all aware. Um, but, you know, it just so happened we felt pretty good about the group that we put together. Uh, they've all uh, showed an ability to perform, you know, either on first, second, third down, and in many cases fourth down. So, um, you know, excited about coaching those guys. All right, let's move on to adding another linebacker, which I think is something that Dave Ziegler's aware of and looking at now. Maybe he doesn't find the fit, the player, a guy that was released or cut, and that they don't think that's the guy they want at this point in time. Maybe they're still looking at a particular player that they're kind of doing their due diligence on. What about adding another offensive lineman? I don't anticipate, you know, at any point in time, you know, I don't have an expectation at this point. Um, like I said, you know, it's eight plus whatever the practice squad's going to be, um, which, like I said, hopefully, you know, here in the next so many minutes, we'll be able to find out exactly how that all sorted out and everything else. But, um, you know, certainly you don't want just eight linemen on the team because for practice purposes, et cetera, you're going to need more depth, um, which we'll have. Um, but, you know, you just when it's right, when it's necessary, um, when it's the right person, uh, when we feel like it's um, the right thing to do for the team, then we would put somebody up. Um, if we felt like the, the right thing to do was to not do that and carry them on the practice squad and then, you know, approach the roster that way, uh, then we would do it, you know. So um, no preset expectation of, you know, when or, or if that will change. Um, we're just going to kind of, you know, go through it here the next few days and, uh, and then Dave and his crew will be, it'll be a continual process as we go through the year. This is really important going forward. How quickly can Dave Ziegler jump? 
and move quickly, and I think he's good at that. I think Dave Ziegler's super sharp. I think that the Raiders have a hell of a GM going forward there tied to the head coach, which is something positive. Now the Darren Waller update is asked about Darren Waller, the status of him getting back on the field, and the contract news. Darren's good. Uh, Darren's good to go. Um, you know, so he'll you'll see him today. And um, I don't really know anything about the that whole thing, the whole situation yet. Um, but no, I he'll be out there today and um, excited about you know, kind of moving moving forward here with our whole group, you know, and trying to get you know guys in positions where we feel like they're going to be uh, as we head into the opening week next week. So um, no, just excited. All right, and last one, my buddy Chris Matthews, one of our insiders here from 8 News Now, looking for the head coach to make a playoff prediction. How about this one? I'm excited for week one. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm excited for. I have, I am absolutely, you know, they're so, that's so far away from, from our thought process. Um, look, a lot of people uh, think a lot of things about their own teams, which that's their prerogative. Um, I'm excited about our football team. I'm excited about what I see every day from our group. Um, but those things are earned. Um, those things are not predicted now, and, and they're going to just come true because somebody stands up here and says something. Um, you know, certainly last year they were a playoff team. You know, um, We're all at the bottom of the mountain. There's 32 of us, and we're all at the very bottom right now. And so we're all going to start climbing here next week. And, you know, hopefully we can keep climbing, you know. But uh, the NFL season is a long grind. Um, there's a lot of adversity that we're going to need to handle the right way. Um, it won't go smoothly for any of us. Um, and so um, for me, i just going to try to focus on having a good day and then trying to have another good day tomorrow and then hopefully having a good week next week so we can start the season, you know, in the best position we possibly can, you know, and, and go there and compete. So, um you know, we know what our goals are and our aspirations, but those aren't me saying anything or anybody else saying anything at this point to me is really, you know, it's, it's not it's not worth talking about because we have one goal in mind and, and that'll be, you know, day to day, have a good day. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of adversity. Remember last year, the Raiders will not hopefully ever again have the adversity they had last year with Henry Ruggs and the Damon Arnett. Rich Passaccia taking over for John Gruden. I mean, I was there. I had a front row seat for all of it, all of it, sitting there interviewing Coach Gruden in week five, and then week six, Rich Passaccia walks in on set with me, and I'm talking to him for the rest of the year. There was adversity that I saw up close, and they all handled it well. And there's going to be adversity this year for the team, and hopefully it's more football adversity, and they're able to get through it. But I'm really optimistic with the Raiders and the health of the team. And what they've been able to do is they finish practice and a couple of uh, players are going to be speaking. I'm sure Q will have that next hour. 702-365-9200. Raider X in Los Angeles. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Raider X is gone. Now, you see, if I had a call on hold from Vegas, it wouldn't matter there. But I got I to gotta host this show everywhere other than Vegas because every day I have to do this show everywhere other than Vegas until we get Vegas up to speed. And that will take a while, as Bobby has reminded me. That will take a while. 702-365-9200. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Greg Camarillo. He's going to join us. There's also some Raider players who are going to be available. Maybe we can jump in on one of their press conferences and grab that. And then a lot more to get to here. I'm off tomorrow. The Latino voice of the Silver and Black. Harry Ruiz will join us. He'll be hosting for me, and we'll be back. So excited. It's the calm before the storm, and next week we start our preview of the Los Angeles Chargers the Raiders' road opener 
actually a home game in L.A. You're talking about responsible for the heat we're getting? <laughs> I still not 117, which is what I heard the whole entire offseason. So, um, no, I don't feel responsible. I mean, I feel blessed that we were able to have a whatever this monsoon season has been because, I mean, I walk out of my office and it's like 80-some degrees, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is great, you know. So, um, no, I, you know, look, we're going to play in some heat at some point, so not bad for any of us. Josh McDaniels on the weather. You know, it's interesting. We didn't have weather this summer. We didn't have it until now. This week is a scorcher. And the Raiders will see that as they prepare. And they're at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center where they could always go inside. When the heat's at the worst part of the day or if a monsoon hits and all that, it's that good. It's that good of a facility. And the Raiders are going to need it on days where there's extreme heat like today. No doubt about that. But, yeah, if you're Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, you just hear these stories before you move your family out here and before you take this job about how hot it is in Vegas. And now you see it this week. And the Raiders have their 53-man roster, and we're talking about it today. We're not celebrating it. There's a lot of things that happen that no one expected to happen, and we're trying to digest it and get through it and hear what you think about it. I got a $50 Grimaldi gift card for the best call on the new roster, but it's got to be a local call in Vegas, 702-365-9200. If not, I'll give it to my son, who goes to Grimaldi's all the time, on the $50 gift card. So let's get someone in here from Vegas who's got some passion for the Raiders. Now joining us, Greg Camarillo in beautiful San Diego, the former wide receiver who played on multiple teams, best years with the Miami Dolphins, and now he is an NFL analyst. And Greg, we came off the cutdown days yesterday, and I wanted to begin with you. You know, you went from one team to another several times in your career. What do you think on those cutdown days? What was the anxiety like for you? Oh, it's the worst, JT. It's like seeing that thermometer reach 107, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's uh, So I was an undrafted guy coming out, so there was not a single year where I knew I was safe making the team. There were some years where I felt better about it, but especially at the beginning and the end, you're, look, you're looking over your shoulder. You're waiting on the phone to ring. You're waiting on that, you know, the low-level scout to come tap you on the shoulder, and it's, it's horrible. You can't sleep. You tell all your family, do not call, because as soon as that phone rings, I freak out. Uh, but then the joy of making it, you know, to that next team meeting, that's the sign that you made it. If you Maybe there's a team workout. Maybe there's a team meeting. There's something that where all 53 guys who have made the team are in the room together, and it's like all your hard work had just paid off. But, man, it's a stressful way to get there. You know, it's interesting from the area you played in and now, and again, preseason games are getting less and less important, but when you see a guy you think is going to make the team, like he's a wide receiver, and all of a sudden he's in the second half of the last preseason game, man, everybody picks up on that. The analyst and the play-by-play, and they're going, wait a second, we thought he was set, and he's out there in the fourth quarter, and at times that's the kiss of death, right? Yeah, or they want to see how you react. They're not quite sure, you know, where you stand, and that could be the difference maker. But if you are out there in the second half of the last preseason game, you're by no means a lot. So you better go out there. You better go out there and give it your all because that might be the last time you play football. Well, what did you think of the AFC West when you saw that Derek Carr didn't play a snap with Devontae Adams? Justin Herbert, same thing, no activity for the Chargers. But then you see Patrick Mahomes playing a lot 
and lighten it up, and he's the best of all of them. I mean, how do you come to grips with who's playing and who's not? It, you know, what, what guys need and what they want to do, you know, and, and what they feel comfortable with. And uh, you mentioned earlier that the preseason games are becoming less and less important. The preseason itself is becoming less important. Tom Brady took 11 days off. It was just like, hey, guys, I, I don't need this, uh, which, which I love. I've just liked Tom Brady for 20 years, but I love the fact that he's just like, I don't need training camp. That's okay. Uh, I'm Derek Carr, veteran, Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the game. If they feel like their chemistry is fine and they're better off staying healthy and not getting hit, then, uh, then I'm good with that. I think that's the right decision. Greg Camarillo is our guest. So let's move to some of the high-profile teams. And Dallas has a lot of pressure on them. They lose their left tackle. There's been injuries on that team. There's no Amari Cooper. Uh, Zeke is a very good player, but he's not getting any younger. And Mike McCarthy, the team, had some penalties in the preseason. Do you think Dallas is going to be able to handle that pressure in the NFC East, or do you give the edge, a slight edge, to the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, I, I give the edge to, to anybody else. And, and you know, you got, you got the Raiders in town. Raiders and Cowboys fans every year say this is our year. They, whether they believe it or not, they say this is our year. Cowboy fans have been, at least the ones I know, have been pretty silent this offseason, which tells me the team should be worried about something. If Jerry Jones is not generating media attention, that's cause for concern. And that's what the Cowboys are. Uh, you know, I, I question um, some of the moves they made. They paid a lot of people money. There wasn't room to keep everybody like Amari Cooper. Uh, Dak's a great quarterback, but you got to get that support around him. Uh, and now is the year where I actually believe the Raiders fans when they say this might be our year because I'm, I'm excited to see them go. Greg Camarillo joins us. So, Greg, I'd love to get your opinion on what I think the big story. There's a couple of big ones in the offseason, but Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract done yet, and he doesn't have representation. And you did a lot of deals and moved to multiple teams throughout your career. You know your agent is supposed to do that work, and you pay him for it because they do that grinding for you. I mean, the bar was set with $240 million for Deshaun Watson. That was, that's a bad contract. I don't think that should be the bar set for anybody, let alone Lamar Jackson. So, if he doesn't have a deal done before the start of the season, he's going to play out that season as a running quarterback, and that could be a really risky move for him long term. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the risk that he's willing to take. And um, you know, I, I I recommend that everyone have his representation just because the contracts have so many uh, minute details that need to be worked out. But I mean, he could literally just contract uh, and say, "I need." 10 million more than this because that's the highest bar. He's worth more than the highest bar. Um, and he's just willing to take that risk. And, you know, I, that's, that's something I couldn't do. But the guy plays so well, you know, and we saw Dak Prescott get a gruesome injury and still get a long term contract. So, there, you know, there's a chance that even if he were to get hurt, he'd get paid. But, uh, I mean, he's willing to roll the dice. And, and if he stays. Greg Camarillo is our guest as we're wrapping it up. Greg, your former team, the Dolphins, with Tua and Tyreek. There's a lot of hype. I don't know. You know, I got a chance to see him play the Raiders and lose in the preseason, but it's only a preseason game. Uh, Tyreek, he is selling out hard for Tua. It's like he's almost his agent and PR guy. you got a lot of contacts <laughs> yeah. down there in Miami. What are you expecting from this year? What's your upside with them? Uh, the upside is high. I mean, they have everybody surrounding Tua. They went and picked up some offensive linemen. They, uh, they drafted Jalen Waddle last year. They've got uh, Tyreek this year, Jasicki, who's a good, a good solid tight end. 
there's no excuse for Tua at this point. Not saying that he's needed excuses, but it is it's time to find out what they have. Do they have the franchise quarterback because he has every weapon around him? Or might this be the year that Tua is exposed? Uh, but it's an, exci- it's an exciting time to be a Dolphins fan. It's, it's, it's the opposite of the Cowboys and Raiders where Dolphins fans have said, no, nah, this isn't our year for the last 20 years. So maybe this is actually their year, but then you got to play Patriots twice a year. You are always solid. And, of course, the Bills are, you know, are, are the front runner in that division. Uh, but I am excited, man. It's about time that Miami got those weapons and, and can you know put together an explosive offense. Uh, last one, the big topic all week long was Jimmy Garoppolo restructuring and staying in San Francisco. I think that's enormous for the 49ers because he's the best backup quarterback, clearly. He can help Trey Lance and practice in the meeting room. And if Trey Lance goes to a really rough spot, you can break the glass and go with Jimmy G. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love it for everyone. And, and, you know, Jimmy G's made plenty of money. So, you know, he went from potentially making 25 mil if he was traded to 7 million this year. But it looked like no one was going to trade for him. And so, you know, he, I'm imagining his options were to get cut and see where he could end up or keep that $7 million and stay with the Niners. He knows them. They know him. He knows the system. He could pop in there at any moment and do a great job. Uh, I think that was a very wise, mature decision um, for him to, to be in a safe spot with a good team. Uh, and I think he's going to find some action this year, and, and we know he can play well. Uh, don't come out to Vegas now at 109-110. Wait till it cools off. Come on out for a game and come to Allegiant Stadium, man. I'd love to get you a beverage or some food for coming on all the time. All right, sign me up. All right, Greg, thank you. Greg Camarillo, nice to get him in. From San Diego, I text with him often, and uh, he's a guy who knows the league very well, knows uh, several different teams, a uh, former Dolphin there. Dolphins have a lot of hype. The Niners have a lot of hype. I want to spend some time. Talking about the Niner roster coming up here in a bit. I think the Niners, I want to throw this out because this is Raiders radio, not 49ers radio. I think the 49ers have the best roster in football. I do, after the Jimmy Garoppolo move. If Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't there, you know, you could look at other rosters. I've interviewed a ton of people, as you heard on this show. Many people think the Chargers have a top three roster. Raiders have to play them. Speaking of the Chargers, it's official. They have signed Sony Michelle. Running back Sony Michelle, Ian Rappaport, reported, is now a Los Angeles Charger. Also, a couple other signings today. Uh, Well, Josh Gordon, who led the NFL in receiving yards in 2013, man, nine years ago, is on his way to visit the Titans. Raiders play the Titans in week three. We'll keep an eye on that. The Cowboys officially moved a left tackle, Tyron Smith, and wide receiver James Washington to injured reserve, giving them both a chance to return. Remember, Brandon Parker Moved to IR before the cutdown, so he's gone for the year. They wanted to make sure in Dallas that Tyron Smith, arguably the best or top two left tackle in the sport, can come back. And it's official. Ian Rappaport, Kenyon Drake, has now signed with the Ravens. The Ravens hosted him yesterday. It all went well. And that's going to be a good fit. Uh, Kenyon Drake is going to be able to catch the ball from Lamar Jackson on some screens and some bubble passes and some short passes and then run the ball. Uh, Baltimore, another good team that has an excellent roster. And the Raiders caught a huge break last year. Remember, the Raiders beat Baltimore in the home opener in overtime on that walk-off catch, but they had a lot of injuries. They were missing seven or eight starters in that game, and the Raiders caught them at the right time. Now, the big break that could come for the Raiders to start the season if J.C. Jackson, who led the NFL in interceptions, is not available. He's going to be probably a game-time decision that week. 
because he had his knee scoped. It wasn't severe. They say he could, it would be two to four weeks. That means he could return September 11th, or maybe they err on the side of caution and bring him back a week later after that. Chargers got a tough schedule right out of the gate, so they want to make sure that he's right the rest of the way. 702-365-9200. I throw out that number because I don't have two or three co-hosts. And I look to hear from Raider fans on this roster. 53-man roster. Do you like it? Do you love it? Are you concerned about it? What do you believe is the place of strength and the side of weakness in the roster? We've been talking about that for most of the day. When we come back, we'll get to some sound from the Niners on Jimmy Garoppolo, and we'll go around the league. And last night, I made a home run call, and you can compare it to the official Yankees home run call. That was a wild home run. Aaron Judge has 51 home runs now. Incredible what he's doing. He's going to catch Roger Maris. Pass Babe Ruth at 60 and catch Roger Maris at 61. That's exciting to watch. We got a $50 Grimaldi gift card for the best caller before the top of the hour on the flagship of the Raiders. Four receivers left, one right. Jimmy looking left, throwing, caught by George Kittle. Touchdown, San Francisco. Well, that was Bobby's call. JT back with you as we continue on. Good to have you on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio. If you want to tweet right at me, get in at JT the Brick on Twitter. If you want to call in before the top of the hour, 702-365-9200. We hung up on about 10 people who wanted a Grimaldi's $50 gift card for calling in. No, we don't do that here. We take phone calls from people who talk sports, and if they're any good, we give away prizes, concert tickets, and all that. I'm not the ninth caller guy. I've never been the fifth caller, gets a T-shirt, crap guy. I've never been that guy. Anybody else can do it all they want. We got things to give away. You got to earn it. You got to at least show you have a pulse. You're a Raider fan. You're not someone in a car just going, hey, he's giving away a $50 Grimaldi gift card, man. You can get two large pies, two Brooklyn Bridges, and a beverage at the bar there. I ain't giving that away to the seventh random caller. You nuts? Talk about the Raiders, and you got to be from Vegas, 702-365-9200. Bobby's taking calls. Hey, I'm number three. Oh, I'm number four. No, no, no. Wrong show. Other shows will do that on other channels, and they're great. We make you earn it. It's not hard to call into a sports talk show with an opinion. Used to be easy, but now with Twitter and social media and TikTok and all of that, that, you know, five years from now, I'm happy. I'll be long gone in five or six years from now from this. And the new guys can come in and give away T-shirts and give away buckets and pins and all that for the 19th caller. We want to hear from you with your opinion because you're the smartest and most notorious fan base in sports right here on the flagship of the Raiders. So why am I mentioning the 49ers on the Raider flagship because there's not enough people talking Raiders roster, so I'll go ahead and do what I want. The Niners have the best roster in the NFL today because of Jimmy Garoppolo. He was not going to be there. He was supposed to be somewhere else. If he was there and he was there as a starter, they no doubt would have the best roster. The Niners have the best offensive lineman in football in Trent Williams. They have multiple running backs. They have good wide receivers. We know that. IU can do it. Debo. And their defense is really good with Nick Bosa, and they got Warner at linebacker. The Niners have great players everywhere on their roster, and they don't have a lot of weaknesses. So Kyle Shanahan rolled the dice 
in regards to playing this game with Jimmy Garoppolo. If there was an injury, a catastrophic injury, someone possibly would have taken Jimmy Garoppolo off his hands and paid him something in return. That never happened. So he's excited, Kyle Shanahan, because they didn't expect to have Jimmy Garoppolo, or maybe they did as they get him back. We were always clear to Jimmy that him salary cap-wise and stuff in a backup role um, and supporting Trey in that, and if, if that worked for him, that was a no-brainer for us. We just didn't think the chances of that were going to happen, and it ended up being that way. So when it was all said and done, even though it was pretty shocking to us, we thought it was a win-win for both sides. It was a win-win, and he, he is being pretty honest. He's being He said it's shocking that they got him back. So why is this important for the 49ers? Well, they have the best backup in all of football. Best. Number one backup quarterback. No debate is Jimmy Garoppolo because he's a top 15 quarterback in the entire league. And now they're going to have him if they have to bench Trey Lance or Trey Lance gets hurt. So they have a starting quarterback, and Shanahan talked about Jimmy as the backup, that one-two punch. Having Jimmy there as a backup makes us feel really good because we have a very we have a starting quarterback as a backup. The rest of the league had a chance to get him, and I'm just so feel so fortunate that he's still here in that case. And in no way has that hurt our team. It's it's only helped our team. That's really honest. He's right. I hate to do it. I don't root for the Niners. You know that. I root against the Niners, but they're right. Man, they dodged a bullet to get him, and Shanahan knew it was going to take a little bit of this. Garoppolo could have had an ego and said, I don't want to be a backup. I want to start somewhere else, and it worked out with the new guaranteed money and the incentives. He took the deal. The chances were, to me, it seemed slim to none. I remember the first week of training camp, me saying to Jimmy, like, hey, if, if you don't like any of these opportunities, if you don't go to the place you want, you can't get the contract that you want, we would love to have you here as a backup in a backup role in that deal, but... I want you to know that we feel that way, but I also think there's no way you're not going to get something as we, as this goes throughout training camp, and Jimmy agreed with that. I don't care which team it is. Whenever a team puts themselves in a corner, they box themselves into the corner, it's fascinating to me as a sports talk host. It could be the NBA, could be college sports. So what the Niners have done now is they box themselves into a corner getting Trey Lance with the third pick overall and giving up three first-round picks. They went all in. And they had Jimmy Garoppolo. That could have been really alienating to the entire organization. It could have tore up the organization. Half that locker room is probably Jimmy Garoppolo, guys. But now everybody's on the same page. They're coming together as a team. And everybody's enjoying having the one-two punch. We feel very strongly given the keys to Trey. Um, we were really excited what we thought that could do for our team as a whole. And we're excited about everything he's done and all these opportunities he's gone throughout this offseason. And I can't wait to get him started on our team in week one. And having Jimmy there as a backup makes us feel really good because we have a very we have a starting quarterback as a backup. The rest of the league had a chance to get him. And I'm just so feel so fortunate that he's still here in that case. Yeah, so that's where the Niners are. The Raiders play the Niners on January first, New Year's Day. That has the potential to be a really tricky game. The Raiders have to be in the playoffs at that point. If not, 49er fans are going to buy a lot of tickets. And the Niners have to be in the playoffs at that point. And I think the Niners and the Raiders are in the same boat. A lot of people think the Raiders are the fourth team in the AFC West. I'm not one of them. But the Raiders most likely are playing for a wild card. Most likely. And the Niners are playing for the division, but most likely the wild card. Because the LA Rams, the reigning champs, are the better team. That's going to come down to New Year's Day. I hope both teams are in it and it means something. Like last year when the Raiders knocked the Chargers out of the postseason. We'll wrap it up on the other side. JT, right here on the flagship of the Raiders.
One, two. Hit well to right. Aaron Judge has done it again. Number 51 for Judge. He's 10 away from Roger Maris. It's a three-run shot. And the Yankees have opened it up. It's 7-2. to two. That's Yankees Radio on the call. JT wrapping it up on the flagship. Q is coming up next here at the top of the hour. He was over at Raiders practice today asking questions to the head coach. I'm sure he's got a big show lined up for you here in a little bit. So you heard Judge Homer last night. I have my second show I do every night, 6-9. to nine. I was on the air live when Judge hit this home run. Let's go back to last night when I was on the air. Did Judge get all of it? Did he get all of it? It is high! It is far! It is gone! You're listening live on Mad Dog! All rise! Here comes the Judge! That is a three-run shot! All rise for Judge! And Judge now live on Mad Dog! Nowhere else on the radio! You're getting this live! Aaron Judge goes deep again! That's a three-run shot. That's a Judgetonian blast. And the Yankees lead 7-2. I knew it. I felt it. I didn't call it. But there it is. Woo! Yeah. All rise for the judge. He went the other way. He's ahead of Roger Maris now. This is legit. This is a legit run. Trying to save the MVP as the Yankees are in a swoon. And now in the top of the fourth inning tonight, the Yankees lead 7-2. All rise for the judge. All right, that was fun last night as judge hit it again. Remember, what's unique about this judge home run chase is that the other guys who have more, that would be Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds, all knowingly cheated with performance-enhancing drugs, so that record doesn't count. So the home run record is 61, and he's got 51, and we're not even in September. This is the last day of August. As we're wrapping it up here, Todd Archer just reported a minute ago, veteran NFL insider, that veteran offensive tackle Jason Peters is scheduled to visit with the Cowboys, according to sources. Peters, 40, 40 years old, started 15 games last year with the Chicago Bears. He's a hell of a player, but he's 40 years old. So I don't think Dave Ziegler wanted to go down the road of a 40-year-old guy there, but worthy of bringing that up. Because he's a hell of a player and has played in this league a long time and knows how to handle his position. And he's a beast. Also, Baker Mayfield is saying that he did not say what they're alleging he said about wanting to blank up the Browns. But I want to blank up the Browns. Joe Pearson reporting, Baker said he didn't say what he was alleged to about effing up the Browns. That's getting a lot of press in Cleveland because he's a former He's a former quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, and they're at a point now excuse me, where they're playing each other coming up here, and that's the entire talk behind this. The entire talk behind that game is Baker Mayfield against Cleveland. And I think Baker's going to win that game. Cleveland's got a really good lineup, really good team roster overall, but with Jacoby Brissett, I'll take Baker Mayfield all day long. A couple of housekeeping items here. Tomorrow I'm off. Harry Ruiz is in. I'll be the MC for the state of the team with the president of the Raiders, the head coach, and the GM at the facility tomorrow. So big day for me tomorrow, and I'll be asking questions, and eventually that'll be available for you to see, especially if you get an opportunity to be invited on that as it streams and all of that. So that will come up tomorrow, and then it's countdown to week one. September 11th, Raiders at Chargers, 1.25 p.m. at SoFi Stadium. The Raiders open up with a beast of a game. Fortunately, they'll have a lot of fans there. Week two, home against the Cardinals. That's another 125 start. That's Sunday, the 18th. 
And then we're taking the show on the road to Nashville, which we're excited about. That's going to be 10 a.m. Pacific time, Sunday, September 25th. So I'll be out in Nashville, and hopefully it's going to be a big turnout for the Raider fans. We're going to announce a bar that we're going to be at for pregame. We'll host a pregame show from there, and hopefully have a good Friday and Saturday night on Broadway in Nashville. That's a good sports town, and they really do it well. Thanks to Bobby for putting the show together. Thanks to everybody. Bobby, lift that Grimaldi's card. Give it to me. And we'll just keep uh, pounding away until Vegas steps up. Q on deck. He'll have a big show. I'll be back on Friday, everyone. The Raider roster is out. Go to Raiders.com for all the details, the press conferences from earlier today. Have a great night, everybody. And thanks for listening to Raider Nation Radio. We always appreciate it.